0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no, no. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break,
1: behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that, jerk with the back. Right. <laughs> in the, in the house
2: tonight. All right, in three, two, oh.
1: Ready, in three, two, oh. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member of MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. We can have fun without Luka Doncic, Isaac.
2: Believe it or not, we can, but do you have fun at the dentist office? <laughs> when was the last time you've been to the dentist, Nick?
1: Oh, gosh. Don't put me on the spot now. Um, oh, Nick, Nick, come on. Honestly, you, the last time you I went like to the, the dentist's dentist. office? The office is fine. It's a hassle to you
2: know actually what? go, but... I hate the dentist. office. I don't office. care
1: about it. The is fine.
2: You know who's going to the dentist tomorrow? Or today? <laughs> not today. Yes, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. He's going to the dentist today. Have you ever had a tooth knocked out before?
1: I haven't. No, I have all my original teeth. That, no, I have all <clears throat> of my
2: adult no, teeth. They're, they're not original. Yeah, they're uh, not original, are they?
1: <laughs> That's so weird that as humans, we grow out of our teeth and they fall out.
2: <laughs> that and is it only very, happens
1: very weird. once in your entire life. You know,
2: that is super weird. It's not like, like we, ongoing, don't, we,
1: we don't, we don't outgrow pretty much anything else. Right.
2: Like, like a snake skin. Yeah. Like it's what if, like, what ongoing. if
1: your feet were, you know, could only grow to a certain length and then they just fell off and you grew new ones
2: after you guys. Right, now, height. now this is getting weird. Um, <clears throat> first off, I'm still halfway sick. So my, my voice is almost gone. So that's why I sound weird. Second, when I was in high school, I was in a water balloon fight and I came up behind someone <clears throat> and I went to smash the balloon in their face and they headbutted me from like backwards, Ooh. broke my tooth in half, one of my front teeth, and my like nerve was hanging out of my tooth. It was a huge uh. deal. It, it hurt so bad. I did not take it like Dennis Smith Jr. did. I was like a, a baby. I, it hurt so bad. Um, Yes. That. Do
1: you feel like it would be easier if just the whole tooth would have fallen out though instead of you getting the you know the half?
2: Yeah, I think so. I I wish it would have just all came out. I mean cuz they had to take the rest of it out and then yeah. put a fake one in. So, oh man.
1: So, well uh as you can tell, what we're going to talk about today is the Mavericks 114 to 110 win over the number 1 in the West or they were, Los Angeles Clippers. We will not talk as much. Okay, let let's get this out of the way though. We'll talk about the the Mavs game, the Scott against, Foster
2: game against the
1: against Scott Foster and the Lakers. Uh, let's just do a brief synopsis on that game, Isaac. Um, Scott Foster. The referees that's, that's were awful. awful. Just <coughs> we never blast awful. the refs. No, we don't, and we have the last couple of pods, but they've been really bad.
2: What? Why did we blast them before this pod? We've blasted
1: them not a ton, but just. Noted okay. that they've made bad calls in a couple of <clears throat> games, but I, that don't was, think, I don't think any game last year we blasted the refs at all.
2: <laughs> I don't really that's just something we we haven't really done. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if fans might like it if we did, but um, that was just brutal. I mean, that was just the. It reminded me of Crawford back in the day of like how Crawford would just take over the games as a ref and just say um, Joey Crawford, and and he would it would just be all about him. Like what? Like it's
1: like uh, a home plate umpire in baseball. Is that the best way I saw somebody put it? Is they they re- he really made it about himself. JJ yeah. Barea got his second technical and ejected from the game, sitting on the bench with a towel in front of his face. Yeah, he said this is a disaster with the towel in front of his face on the bench, and Scott Foster ejected him That's straight the dumbest straight, thing straight from I've there. Come saying. on, man. Come on. What's
2: What's funny about it is. When you saw Cuban's reaction behind him, and Cuban just starts dying laughing in the videos when JJ yeah. gets up to leave. and then after they're like, "Oh, Cuban was so mad," and, and you know, Cuban sends out the tweet, you know, it's funny. I mean, and- well,
1: we didn't hear him laugh. Maybe it was a maniacal laugh. Like, do you think? I bet been. Cuban has a maniacal laugh
2: and a funny laugh. It was like an evil laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean that game was. Uh, it was frustrating. Luca didn't play very well. Yeah. At do all. we think
1: the Luca? <laughs> The Luka in L.A. thing is is a thing. Two games in now, he's shooting 29% in L.A. Um, We'll at least have two more Clippers games, I think, that are in L.A.
2: Okay, okay.
1: So we'll get to see if it's universal or if it's just against LeBron.
2: Yeah. Anyway, that game was frustrating. We did not do a pod that night.
1: One Clippers game at, at L.A.,
2: so only one more. Okay. Uh, some people were asking for a pod that night, and no, we just no. we were just been too mad. I was too mad after that game, and it was a weekend, and we kind of have this like general rule of like losses. We don't do pods on Fridays or Saturdays unless but, it's a really like exciting
1: game, something good, a good happens. loss. Like if, a, if, if something a, notable happens, you know, yeah, we would do a podcast. But after a game like that, just we appreciate the people that reached out. There were a bunch yes. of people that reached out yeah. and said they wanted a podcast, and we appreciate all those people. And I want to say this. We appreciate all of you guys for the month of November. Holy Donchich. Like, we destroyed all of our records. Destroyed. Absolutely smashed them out of the park. Uh, We beat our number one most downloaded day in podcast history on Friday, (laughs) one of the last days of November. And then uh, we got the most downloads ever in a month. And it's a
2: a lot of digits in uh, the numbers that.
1: It's wild. It's wild. Like I never, when 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 I first started out doing podcasts, I never would have expected that I would get that many, like this as many listens as we are now in a month.
2: Yeah, it's insane for sure. It is. Yeah, it's been crazy. About looking at where we took this pod over from last May. I think we or- got
1: the same amount of downloads in that month that we got all our first year, May to to December
2: possibly it was
1: on a different platform so you have to kind of prorate the numbers because let's the just say that the number
2: different. that we were shooting for in a day yeah of downloads in a day uh we do literally i don't know five to eight times more than that number now a day
1: It just blown all of our expectations <laughs> and we just really appreciate all of you guys and uh, the raccoon squad man you guys really you guys really come out and you're strong and it's it it is helpful that the Mavericks are winning, but we also believe that this you know, this community of Mavericks fans and community of the Raccoon Squad is growing. So we really appreciate all of you guys.
2: Yeah, it, it is super cool, and the the fact that the Raccoon Squad is like it caught on and seeing random people, uh, other media or something, was like, what is this Raccoon Squad? Yeah. What is this thing? <laughs> and uh, it's been super fun. And people who listen that are fans of other teams, like shout out yeah. to you guys too, because they reach out to and like, hey, we're not even Mavs fans, but we listen because uh, we like see this the pod. See, so. that's
1: what we do. We allow you to be part of this group, this this little family, the Raccoon Squad, and not necessarily be a Mavs fan. You that's know? a big you old don't, family you don't have now. Have to be a Mavs fan. You you can. You you can be in the raccoon squad. That, that's who those people are. And if you are yeah. one of those people, reach out to us. You can tweet me at Nick Van Exit, tweet Isaac at Isaac L Harris, and tweet us at Lockdown Maps. Unless you're where, a Clippers fan, on Lockdown Maps oh. where you can see a uh, <laughs> a picture of me at the Mavs game the other night. <laughs> you can go look at that right now. It's kind of fun. it's pretty funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> anyway, so we talked about the Lakers game. Uh, Luke Nightlife, L.A. Nightlife Luka didn't really work for anybody. Harrison Barnes had 29 in that game. He was 9-17 from the floor, so that was good. But other than that, nothing was really working for the Mavericks.
2: I'm done talking about the Lakers game, Nick. Yep.
1: Let's, we're done with that. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's break down the Patrick Beverly, Dennis Smith Jr., Toothgate.
2: Oh, dear God.
1: So this game started out. And we both thought, so Luca is out, Maxi is out again. Dirk has continued to be out and thinking, "Man, this game is not going to be fun. <laughs> this is a Sunday night game. It's going to be a slog. The clippers are so deep, the Mavericks are not going to be able to take advantage because of their bench because of how deep the clippers are. And we just thought that this wasn't, wouldn't be a fun game, wouldn't be a good game. And here we are, <laughs> on the other side of it, and that was a fun game. I did not expect that. It looked like yeah. a schedule loss, really, because of the, the people that were out and because the Clippers and how they were. It's just like, oh, this, we're just calling it, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, just going into the game, the Luka thing was kind of unexpected. You know, he's just he's been banged up and everything, and was it so he, he
1: was out because of a hip, right?
2: Yeah, so yeah, it
1: has been his ankles and knees and shoulders. I mean, <laughs> every <laughs> single day it feels like it's something different, and then all of a sudden it was this hip.
2: Yeah, the hip strain. Carla says before the game that him and Max here – are uh, are gonna be out for the game, and so you know you see that and you're like bummed. I, I knew some people that came to the game and they're super excited about seeing Luke for the first time. They are like, oh man, that's. I mean, they probably saw
1: him. They saw him make the, the funniest face I think I've ever seen him make.
2: That's so so funny, um, but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so going into the game, the Clippers were the you know top team in the West, and I was texting Nick. I'm like, oh, this pretty much something along the lines of this is going to be weird seeing this team without Luca. Oh wait, this uh, this is the last two years, and um, uh, so we kind of went back to that uh, mold. And I tweeted out before the game, and I feel like this is what it w- was on everyone's mind heading into the game was how is Dennis Smith Jr. going to play without Luca? you know everyone's been talking about how they're playing together (laughs) it was a real
1: flashback to last year
2: (laughs) yeah so how is this going to look um kind of with the outlook in the in the fold and with 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 dorian in lucas spot and kind of dennis taking over this the ball dominant role again and uh it was yeah it was interesting from the start for sure
1: it was definitely interesting the the Mavs, they took a uh, – this first quarter, I mean, 35-34 in the first quarter. Was a ton of scoring back and forth. Nobody could really hold on to a lead. And it seemed like this whole game no one could really hold on to a lead because of because of how good each other's bench is. Neither team was used to playing a team that had a bench as good as theirs are. And so they couldn't really – you know, their starters try to take a lead and then the bench comes in and extends it. Neither team could do that. They kept going back and forth until finally the Mavericks kind of took a lead. In the third quarter and ended up kind of keeping it towards till the end of the game. Uh, let's just get let's get it right into Toothgate. You want to just get right into it?
2: Well, I want to give two shouts real quick. Okay. Harrison Barnes came out just cooking early. I mean, I mean, just on fire. And that is, you know, if if I had to pick out one person from tonight, like we were excited, or intrigued with what Dennis, how Dennis is yeah. going to play tonight. But going into you, you know, almost everybody had to say like Harrison has to have a big scoring game tonight without Luca for sure. And I tweeted out before I said Harrison might have to drop thirty five tonight. He dropped thirty and they won, but so it was close. Um, but he came out. He was just he's just super aggressive. Like it just seems like he's. I, I don't understand Harrison Barnes hate and you know, I will, I will die on his mountain and that, and I fully recognize that that is a personal bias also, but I, I'm a huge fan of his game and him. And so like, I just, I can understand picking apart Deandre and West Harrison stuff. I, I don't get because we, we need him and I think he's made strides. And even this year, it seems like he's gotten better defensively. It seems like he's attacking. He's more aggressive, and yeah, I just thought he started off the game uh, really good.
1: Yeah, first half, seven of 18 points. He hit three threes. Uh he's having a good game, you know, so far in the first half. He ends the game shooting twenty eight shots. Thirty points, twenty eight shots. The second half he went four of thirteen, missed, you know, three threes. He had he had four free throws, which was good. Uh, and six boards, which is awesome. That's that's kind of want to see. But who he else do you positive. want
2: to shoot it though? Like, I don't mind the twenty eight shots when Luca and Dirk and Maxi's out. It's a good point. Like, but I mean, twenty
1: eight twenty eight is a lot though.
2: Hey, if he shoots twenty eight and he has thirty in a, in a win, I am fine with that.
1: That's where because, that's where the hate comes from, though. I am not saying that that's why. You know, I am not disagreeing with you. I am just saying that's where it comes from.
2: <clears throat> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I get, I get some of it. I my whole response is, do we want the shots going to? We, do we want Dorian shooting it 15, 16 times a game? Do we want? We've complained enough about Wesley Matthews shooting it that much. Do we want Dwight Powell shooting it? You know, from four to eleven times a game. I, you know, if I just if Dwight would, Powell
1: shoots it four to eleven times and he's one foot from the basket, then yes, I'm okay, I'm then then yes, you, I'm okay with that. Because man, he's he's getting better around the basket.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. He's hitting all yeah. these
1: shots where he's hanging in the air and he kind of scoops it underneath him and he's off balance and he's doing his one arm thing where he's out to the right and he has to body somebody. And he's hitting all shots like that. And that, that's, that excites me because I think that is actual development. We talked a lot about how he changed his role from you know from years past. And last year, Carlisle really changed his role. And we joke about that a lot. But that is development, is him making these shots around the rim because that's not stuff we saw in the first couple years of Dwight Powell.
2: Him and Montrez Harrell are kind of Spider Man meme-ish yeah. As far as like <laughs> these guys off the bench, people were but tweeting
1: I, me. I, they said Montrez Harrell would be great for Dallas. He'd be a great center for Dallas.
2: Dude, I I love Harrell. One, yeah, because I liked him on too, a, coming out. He, he was on that Louis, uh, uh, Louisville team, and I just I loved his energy back then. And
1: It'd be interesting if the Mavs would have drafted him instead of Justin Anderson.
2: Who that is interesting because that
1: was that draft, oh. and he was only seven picks I think after that.
2: Um, Seven or eight, something like that. Harrison Mars played the whole first quarter, uh, which was interesting. i never came out and played full, all 12 and minutes. Carlisle's
1: done that a couple times this year, especially when yeah. people are out. He'll play him the whole first quarter. And uh, <coughs> I think Durant does that. That's something that, that some mm-hmm. guys do. They like to play the whole first quarter and then get their rest in between the first and second and when the bench unit's in there. Uh, uh, how could, how did we get this far into the podcast without saying J.J. Murray had 20 points in the first half?
2: Yeah, that was my other shout out as far as <laughs> I mean when he came into the game that was, their minutes is what JJ's and Dennis's minutes in the first half was something um, we monitored those minutes yeah. a lot. We talked about these minutes on the podcast a lot. It was in JJ Bray, 10 12 things.
1: minutes 20 and 27 seconds. and Jr 12 minutes 38 seconds in the first half.
2: Yeah, it felt like Dennis was out for an eternity because they put yeah. JJ in at the end of you know somewhere in the end of the uh, second half of the first quarter. And then he plays up until like the five minute mark of the second quarter. Yeah. Dennis
1: plays eight minutes in that first quarter. And then he only ends up playing, you know, four minutes in the, the end of the second quarter. So it was a really long time for him to be on
2: the bench. It was very interesting. And they even like Rick, even put the starters back in left Dennis on the bench uh, JJ continue playing, but it was one of those things where, like, I mean, JJ had twenty points with five five minutes to go in the second you know, in the second quarter, and he already had twenty points. The dude was, I mean, I tweeted out like I was kind. of – My mindset going into it was like, man, Dennis needs to have a big time game. Like without Luca, yeah. like this is like he needs to have a big time game. But there was another side of me of the other person on my shoulder saying, man, what a sucky like opponent for this to be of which Luca sets out upon because. Yeah like, this Patrick Beverly, Avery Bradley, even SGA, like, the, like three awesome, like, defensive guards, and I'm like, it's going to kind of suck for him going against these defensive guards, but then, like, J.J. Barrett comes in, and Patrick Beverly's guarding him, and he takes him, like, to school two plays in a row, and, like, gets an and one, and, like, that, he's frustrated. That's where he
1: drives on Harold and does the, the thing where he goes behind his back, the reverse sort of layup that he goes off the glass.
2: I feel like JJ Bray can hit more shots backwards, like one-handed yes. shots over his head backwards, than like most listeners can, like a normally, it
1: <laughs> with, without being guarded.
2: Yes, <laughs> definitely cool. more than some of the people who uh, do the in-arena event games.
1: Oh my gosh, was the halftime show really a Papa shot with you know four people that got to win an Xbox? It and was TV like and... ten
2: people who did a Papa shot thing, which it was like a big Papa shot on the actual a, basket on they the put put actual a goal.
1: They put a little um, slide, I guess, like a little yeah,
2: something like that. You know
1: how when you have a pop shot, you have the rim, and then underneath it, there's that that piece of plastic, something that
2: helps that brings the, ball. the balls. back. Yeah, what, what yeah. do you call that? A ramp? I don't know. Ramp? I have one. I have one in my garage.
1: A hammock. But... A ball hammock.
2: <laughs> a ball hammock. Um, <laughs> anyway, there's like ten people that that does the pop shot, and whoever makes the most baskets in like a minute or something, out of those ten people, win. A 50-inch TV, an Xbox One, NBA 2K19, and HyperX headset. Like, it was this massive thing like set yeah, from that's Walmart. A lot like, of, that's a lot of stuff. That's good I'm stuff. Like, why, why, can't, why can't I be put in some of these, like, <laughs> contests? <laughs> have, like, you ever, where...
1: have you ever done anything like that in an arena for anything?
2: To win anything? Well, I don't want to, like, come across as, like, a braggy type on the...
1: No, what did you? Okay, wait. I need to know this. (laughs) No,
2: I don't. Yes, I did a free throw contest in a gym, and I won it. Won what? Where? It was like I won. It was like Papa John's. It was back in my home state in Kentucky. I was like, um, like what kind of game was it? No, it was just like a free throw challenge. Like who could hit the most like free throws? And it was like different. They got different people from the crowd and stuff, and I ended up winning. At like a Louisville game. No, no, no! It was like a a big high school gym in our like region area. Oh, nice! And you Not want, all, like you eating. want Papa John's? It was like some pizza sponsor or whatever. Oh. Free throws were like my thing. Like I was always the kid that like if there was like a technical or like one free throw or something like that that I had to shoot. You were the DeAndre Jordan of your of your team. <laughs> um, no. <laughs>
1: DeAndre four from seven from the line tonight. Kansas four. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Doc Rivers had a cool statement before the game, you know, just joking around that, hey, we're going to test his free throws out. We're going to foul him every time. And uh, that was cool. And DeAndre, he had a few moments tonight where it looked like he was barking over to Doc after he made uh, one or two during the middle of the game. And uh, it was cool. I loved how the team and DeAndre and Rick Carlisle kind of embraced uh the first time him playing against the clippers. Yes. And Dennis that mentions a,
1: that in his audio we're going to listen to all of Dennis's post game audio later in this podcast so stick around for that and uh he mentions that. I thought that was very interesting that they were conscious of that.
2: Yeah, like that was a, like an actual thing. It yeah. wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it wasn't looked over. It's not over. a media
1: narrative that we make it up and we try yeah. to make it this big thing. They were actually thinking about that and conscious of that.
2: Yes, so uh, I thought that was very interesting.
1: He was six of eleven from the field, which doesn't sound bad for a normal person, but he's normally you know an eighty percent shooter because all he does is you know t- catch lobs and things. But he attempted a couple more post ups than normal. He's still really bad at post ups.
2: Um. Okay. So I only have a few notes going in, like after this game because he had one I against knew-
1: Tobias Harris where he just completely <laughs> gave
2: it up. And I knew that we would uh, like our thoughts would just come out of this podcast. But I literally put, I, I literally put DJ post ups, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> as, my, as, the, as my donut. Like, this play just has to be abandoned. Like, we we just, this has to come out. Well, you, There's no. Because
1: <laughs> sometimes he does these post ups, and I've seen it in the last couple of games where he has a mismatch. He has a guard on him, he has Tobias Harris, you know, a wing. But
2: is it a mismatch? No, that's
1: what I'm saying. it's it, The <laughs> idea of it is a mismatch where you look and you say, oh, he's a taller guy, he's bigger than him, he's on somebody that's, you know, a guard or somebody like that. And it's not a mismatch. <laughs> it's a fallacy. The the, the idea of, of DeAndre Jordan in the post against a smaller defender is a fallacy that, of that being a mismatch. Because it's just not true. <clears throat> He's just that, not good at them. But Sometimes, that's he'll the thing. Sh- Sometimes he'll do a hook shot. Sometimes he'll do a little jump hook. Sometimes, if he can if he can face up a defender, if he can get the ball, turn around, face up, and kind of like d- dump it into yeah. the basket, you know... <laughs> Let's get as close as we can to a dunk. He he can do that. I've seen him do that a couple of times. He did that on Rudy Gobert once this season, I believe. they played three times, so you know he's had a bunch One of One of those three times. But
2: that's it that's the thing with DeAndre though. It's not even a thing of where he's at now in his career. It's just never been this thing. Yeah, it's like, never, he's yeah. never been like a Marc Gasol in the post or something like that. So it's just when he gets the ball on the block, like there is it, it should just like Getting an offensive board and going back up with it—that's one thing. Like, mm-hmm. that, cool. That's your thing. Go do it, and like, hopefully you get fouled. There's and an like, advantage there. Yeah, you just manhandle people in there. But like, when it's like, yeah, when it, they throw it down, like he to run a play. Yeah, no. no
1: or if he's in the lane taking a step and and catching the ball while he's moving, that that is even an advantage too. Like he he did that one time, this game, I believe either Dennis or Harrison dumped it off to him and he took Gortat. You know, and, and didn't he didn't have a straight lane to dunk it, but he took it to him and, and made the shot over him, but yeah. not back to the I basket. think
2: it was Gortat. Yeah. I think
1: facing up. We need we need more if we're gonna get DeAndre Jordan the ball facing, you know, around the basket, he needs to be facing the basket. Something yes. about his back to the basket just completely throws him off. Six um, offensive boards for him, seventeen defensive boards, twenty three total boards. The Mavericks had sixty four rebounds tonight. Yeah. Isaac Harris, do you know the last time, I'll let you guess the year. When Already. The, when was the last time the Mavericks, as a team, had
2: 64 or more rebounds? In 1978. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. The Mavs weren't even the Mavs. Uh, 19, <laughs> two years before um, they even existed. 1995.
1: 2004. They had 64 exactly against the Phoenix Suns. The starting lineup of that team, Stephen Nash. Dirk wow. Nowitzki, Michael Finley, who's in the front office of the team. Let's go. Antoine Walker, who has no more money. And Eduardo yeah. Nahara, who's also works for the team. That's wild because that one was the of them starting like... Up. Antoine James had 10 boards coming off the bench. Sean Bradley you... came off the bench. Marquise Daniels came off the bench.
2: You would think that like, if you would have told me, hey, name three players or two players that would have had to be a given on those rosters, I would have started with like... Tyson, Tarpley, Donaldson—like one of those, like three—and yeah. N- if you said well, who was the last guy. team yeah. to get sixty-four rebounds, you probably would have guessed a team yeah, like, like one that. of those yeah. guys.
1: Nope, it was just this
2: team that—that's wild. Got her done. Um, i it's, one thing that Nick and I brought up even back last year on the pot of like players that look impressive in person because of their like just physical uh, frame. Yeah. And uh, two players. One, Boban, uh, <laughs> Boban is always somebody you always have to... Is it Boban or Boban? Boban. Boban. Uh, or Bobie. Bobie and Toby. <laughs> you always have to mention this guy because he is just an absolute monster. Like, in I, a you good just way. Came, yes. Yes. We got to make sure that we clarify uh, when we say things about players that uh, we mean to them in a very good way. <laughs> 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 Um. There's yes. nothing behind that. There's nothing. There's behind no that. story behind that. Um. <laughs> let's just say players read their no, tweets about going. them. Move okay. <laughs> uh, um. Anyway. So Boban is uh massive, but SGA, Julius Alexander, Alexander. <laughs> This dude, like his length and like frame, is unreal. Like he he, he looked taller, uh, taller than Wesley Matthews out there. And you know, Wes is like what, a shooting guard, small four. Yeah, six five. What he yeah. I we we said on our pod, if you listen back, what like I said that he was the best point guard in the draft. Over Trey you Young. Did. Over, and it was like kind of a hottest take at the time. I even tweeted out, I said, is this a hot take? And some of you were like, eh, over Trey Young, over Colin Sexton, these guys. I still stand by it and I feel like it's not even that hot anymore. It's like a warm take now. He because, started. Oh,
1: he started over Patrick Beverly tonight.
2: Yeah, I think he's going to be special. I I really like him a lot. As a but rookie yeah.
1: for Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers, even more than Rick Carlisle, has talked about as a <coughs> coach that does not like rookies or young players and not develop young players like that.
2: Well, he probably looks at it and says, "This is a bigger, better shooting Rondo." Rondo, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, he looked at, very impressive in person, just as far as like just his body and everything, and yeah. One I'm more thing is, as, as I'm
1: just looking over this box score. So I mentioned Harrison Barnes' 28 shots and how that's a lot of shots. He had five offensive rebounds. I think most of his offensive rebounds were coming off of his misses. So he's yeah. taking, you're taking two shots there, and you're getting the ball back and putting in the effort to get the ball back. So I, I want to mention that because I think it's not fair to look at just the number 28. So that's a bulbous number, and it's so big and
2: ridiculous. But
1: five, you take five of those away as you know second-chance shots. Then it's not as bad.
2: I love it. I love how it, <clears throat> he's been playing with this passion. And yeah. you saw that passion tonight. Like he had that big dunk. He misses the three. Uh, Dwight Powell gets on offensive board, uh, hits it you know, to him going down the lane. He jams it home. It was a nasty dunk. And he just screamed and yelled. Like when he shows passion, he's just, he's such an even kill guy and just a, a chill uh, guy. So when he gets pumped, I, like, I get pumped. Like that play right there, I think was the only play. Well, besides the Dennis uh, block at the end that we'll talk about. But that play I got like super I almost came out of my seat for that Harrison dunk cuz if y'all haven't seen Harrison Barnes dunk on Nikola Pekovic when he was with the Warriors that's one of my favorite in-game dunks ever so go back and watch it if you've ever never seen that anyway, YouTube it YouTube it
1: Okay yes. before we take a break and listen and hear from Dennis with Junior let's let's talk about this We got to talk
2: about Toothgate Let's talk about the Toothgate and we gotta talk about Dennis's like game in general, like because I thought it was. Oh, no, we'll was talk. Incredible. We'll talk about
1: Dennis after the audio. Episode. Oh,
2: okay, okay, okay. We'll okay. we'll break it down a little.
1: So, Dennis in the yeah. three minutes, three minutes left, just just over three minutes left in the fourth quarter, um, or in the third quarter, the third quarter, the Dennis drives a little bit to the left block, and he kind of falls. He kind of falls on the ball. It wasn't really a good drive. He. I think he either maybe slipped or got tripped up or something. He falls on the ball. He's kind of cradling the ball. And Patrick Beverly goes down on it. And he, you know, falls down. And inadvertently, he didn't do this. I don't believe he did this on purpose. Dennis doesn't believe he did this on purpose. His elbow hits Dennis in the mouth. And there's, a, there's an angle from Fox Sports that you can see his tooth fall out of his face and bounce on the floor. <laughs> and, and right under him. Dennis just picks up the tooth. And walks back to the the huddle. They called it a foul, right? But they didn't call it a flagrant foul.
2: No, yeah. Well, no, I don't think there was even a foul on the play. Um, When it first happened, I thought it was his gum. And I told him after the game in the locker room, I said, "I said, bro, I thought that was your gum that fell out. And he said, man, I wish it was my gum. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I thought it was his gum at first because you could see the white piece come out of his mouth. And then he just casually picks it up and, and, and walks away. And I even tweeted out <coughs> – I even tweeted out, I said, I think Dennis just had his tooth knocked out. <laughs> and I wasn't for sure when I tweeted that, obviously. And then uh, I think it was – I think it's the first play of the season I literally made three gifts about <laughs> because it was such an intriguing play yeah. because
1: – Yeah, there was no foul. I just looked it up. There was no foul. I was wrong. Um,
2: Patrick Beverly, yeah, yeah, okay, we – we know the type of player he's he got is a rep. and like, yes, he's got the reputation. I didn't like. Russ Westbrook I, I,
1: missed a whole season because of
2: it. Because of that. Um, the elbow I didn't have that big of an issue with. It was the grabbing of his neck that I had an issue with. Yeah, that was and interesting.
1: So, so he goes down. He hits, you know, the elbow hits his face, and then he grabs the like the back of his neck with almost like his two fingers.
2: Yeah, like my dad kind of, would do when lift. I was, like, small when I said something in public yeah. that he What'd didn't like. What you say to me? You know, you yeah, kind of like, like
1: that kind of deal. To me, it was either that or he noticed that the tooth fell out and tried to look to see if he was okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think it was that.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I tweeted the uh, the gif out of him, like, grabbing his neck. And then, like, people were responding and was saying, oh, he was saying, are you all right? He was, like, saying, like... You know, you okay? Like there, people were explaining. It. So, like, if that's the case, and okay, I still think it's kind of weird because you know that's something you, you know, do to your like child. And um, <laughs> I don't know. It was just I, 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 I thought that was weird. But Dennis didn't take exception to it afterwards uh, either. And so, no.
1: yeah, you'll hear him talk about that when when we get to his audio. So. So that happens and the fourth quarter starts and
2: he comes back into the game and shoots the free throws cuz he thought he left and then they're like no you got to come back and uh he comes back and no he didn't shoot free throw they did a jump ball and uh it yeah, wasn't a free throw but it was such a was such a moment, him walking back on the court. The crowd, I loved how the crowd embraced him in this mo- whole moment. Yeah, They were cheering for him. They were pre- showing their appreciation for his toughness. He walks back onto the court, and he has his one tooth walking out. Did you think Rick- the crowd
1: knew that he lost a tooth?
2: Yeah, they did. They showed it. Oh, uh, they showed it on the okay. – You could hear the, uh, the the moan of the crowd of when <laughs> oh. it uh, – yeah. And uh, Rick Carla even said after game, it was the only tweet I tweeted out as far as quotes – uh, from after the game and when he said on on, on Dennis coming back from that play and, he, and Rick Carlisle said it was one of the best competitive things I've seen in a long time uh, he really gushed yeah. about Dennis Smith Jr. and tonight and coming back from the tooth thing and all that stuff gushed was like he's gushed out of his mouth Eddie Sefko asked a, a great play on words question about uh, teeth that was really funny by the way but yeah it was it was great Great by Dennis, uh, just his toughness. And then he left the game. Obviously, came back and then played remarkable down the stretch too. And it, yeah, you
1: know. let's uh, let's take a break here from here from Dennis, and then we'll discuss Dennis's quotes and and
2: Dennis's defense,
1: man.
0: What happened on the plate when you we got the tooth broken? We uh, got elbowed in the mouth. I seen I seen the tooth flying out as soon as it happened. Um, no, it's just a, it a free accident. I'm sure he didn't do it uh, on purpose. You
1: know,
0: I'm sure that wasn't his intentions. But you know, it happens. Come back in, finish the game. We gotta win, so that's all that matters. Tennis. This might be a dumb question, but like, it's back. <laughs> How's it back? Uh, magic. It's magic. You know, my uh, <laughs> nah for real. My dad used to hang with Doctor Strange, so he you know he do magic and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been knocked out before? Is that is no? Like, okay. Yeah, no. They just, they just put it back in there. Man, that's, a, that's a little uh, trick they got. I love a technology? Oh, like a flipper or something. A who? A flipper. I don't know what that is. I'm just kind of picked it out. Oh, no no no! Did he say anything to you after the play? Nah, he was just checking to see if I was good. He said it's bad and all that, you know. Uh, it is what it is, man. Just playing ball, it happens. How much did you guys want
1: to win this game for
2: De'Andre?
0: Uh, that was major. It was major to get a win for him against his old team. Um, you know, it was pressure for him to stay there. Uh, and of course, it was some Clipper fans that, that had their, their opinions about him coming here, so. We definitely want to come out and get a win for him. He competed really hard on both ends, and uh, it was a major win for us tonight.
2: Describe that play when you blocked
0: the shot on Harris down the stretch. Uh, it's just effort. Just giving maximum effort. Uh, and, and I got a block and got a rebound. Okay. You Jonah? <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. And you guys dominated tonight on the boards, won that by 20. Just, just talk about the effort tonight on the board. Uh, everybody was crashing. Everybody was crashing. We did a, um, like coming into the game, one of our focal points was to to block out our man and go get a board. And I think we, we improved that tonight. Dorian and DeAndre, the last couple buckets that you guys had were both putbacks. Uh, effort. Effort. <laughs> That's all it is, just effort. You know Doe got a little, he got a little picture of a, um, a pit bull in his locker. You know what I'm saying? That's what he's supposed to be. He really like my uh, my little dog Apollo, though. Oh, man. Cavalier King Charles. That's more fitting. That's more fitting for him. <laughs> yeah, he got that little he got the picture right there. But, uh, you know, it's just effort plays, man. That's all it's about, you know. We knew it was going to be a gritty game coming in, and we had a master intensity. All uh, wins are big, but this was the best team in the West and the second-best team in the NBA. Just talk about how big this was for you guys. Um... We came in. We said we were gonna focus on that record, you know, go out, be gritty as possible, um, compete on both ends, and we believe we would get a win if we did that. We did it, and we got a win. So, um, you know, I feel good to get it for DeAndre. What goes through your head when you're holding your tooth in your hand, and they're like, "No, no, no, you gotta, you gotta come jump this up." I can't say, y'all. I'm gonna get fine. I'm gonna get fine if I tell y'all what I go, you know. <laughs> I can't say that on camera, but uh, you know, it was, it camera, was. Here. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I ain't even. You no, know, it is what it is, man. Playing it's, ball. Wrong, man. it's all I'm still pretty as a girl, man. <laughs> you know, I'm still pretty, so I'm good. What was your <laughs> approach going in knowing that you're gonna be without Luca your leading scorer tonight? Uh just like I said, just be as good as possible and compete on both ends. Uh, you know, we will find ways to make up for the scoring. H B did a really good job of scoring the ball tonight and no, you know, any way we could get it to him. I know especially myself, J.J. was on fire too. So, mm-hmm. anyway, you can get the ball to the guys that's hot. I think that's how you play basketball. Uh, you find a hot man and, and let it go from there. We did that and uh, the scoring number showed and we got to win. Well,
2: Rick, Rick called your performance after he came back from the two, you
0: know, especially on the defense one of the most competitive things he's seen in a long time. What, what's your reaction to that? Uh, I, I mean, I love when the game get like that. I love when it get like that. Uh, you know, you can go out there. You can, you can, you know, play mad, play with some intensity, uh, heart. And you know, when it get chippy, you know, it's, it's, it's just like playing back home. Yeah. That's the best way to play. Yeah, they
2: they obviously thought they had an advantage there when they got the switch. Got, got Harris the ball. Yeah, they
0: thought the they team. thought they had an advantage. They thought. <laughs> <laughs> What's going they through thought. your
2: mind as, he, as, as he's pushing you up? You know it's coming.
0: Uh, I mean, it was because earlier I had guarded him, and he did the same exact move, and they called me for a foul. So I was just anticipating he was going to do the same move again, and, uh, you know, I got lucky, and I was right. I went to go get him.
2: Dennis, it feels like the last couple of games you really kind of picked it up on defense. Has that been a concerted effort? Or It's it's just kind of come about naturally?
0: Um, it's, just, it's, it's really trying to maximize my potential. You know, I got I, I believe I can be a really good defender. Uh, you know, I had a lot of things to learn, and I've been watching film. I watch film every day on defense. Um, and then whenever their effort's there, I think it's going to translate, just like y'all been seeing. So is the two, did they take care of everything, or you get an appointment? Yeah, I got an appointment tomorrow. I got an appointment tomorrow. I'm fooling y'all right now. Because I knew it's going to be cameras, and I knew it was going to be cameras. Whenever it's cameras, then it's going to social media. When it's social media, it's ladies looking. When it's ladies looking, I got to be looking nice. So. <laughs> To I had you, to it, make it makes you it look is, tough. I had to fool y'all right it now. Is glued? I can't tell you. It's a secret. Magic. So you should come magic. out and just look mean and nasty and, you yeah. know, let no, it Nah, I'm, I'm cool, I'm cool on that. I'm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm cool on the toothless mm-hmm. look. You'd be a hockey player. <laughs> nah, I'm yeah, good no. on that. No. <laughs> I'm good, man. Method to the madness, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah appreciate it. sir.
1: All right, so you heard there he doesn't think that Patrick Beverly did it on purpose. He didn't really take any issue with it at all. He didn't even seem mad about it. He just, you know, he just it happens. You know, that's what he said. Um, he talks about consciously wanting to win for DeAndre Jordan and, you know, his first game back against his old team. It's interesting that, a, you know, a player as young as Dennis thinks about stuff like that. And you wonder how much the other players talk in the locker room about playing your old team and, oh, what's that like? What's it like going into your you know, arena you used to play in and all that stuff? It's just interesting to, to hear from such a young player. And then you hear him talk about and sort of break down the game a little bit. I love this quote when he said, you get the ball to the guy that's hot. I think that's how you play basketball. You find the hot man and let it go from there. Th- that quote to me answers the question. And this w- this had never really been a concern so far this season. Before the season, we talked about it a lot. And then even during the season, we talked, we've talked a, a little about it. The idea of is Dennis going to take issue with Luka coming in and stealing his Thunder? And I think this quote kind of disproves if you had any doubt about that, that this is Dennis's approach to the game.
2: Yeah, and his, um, he talked about his defense and just like, I thought his defense in this game was incredible. This is a classic. You can't look at Dennis's box score tonight and be yeah. like, "Man, he sucked without Luca," because yeah. that is completely the opposite. I thought he. Um... Now, could there be an argument of saying, "Does Dennis need to score more to be the, lo- uh, uh, you know, be able to score as much as Luca to be this long term duo?" Yeah, that's a conversation. But as far as affecting the game, this is what you love to see because him coming in. What a lot of people were like, Oh, well the only thing he can do is score. Is just go to the basket and dunk and all this stuff. That's probably
1: in our draft profile of him.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and you saw tonight the stuff the areas in which he's put the work in. You heard in the audio of him saying, Man, I I, I watch tape every single day. I work on my defense. I watch film on defense every day. He said, try to learn, you know, learn." Uh, he said, "He le- he's learned a lot on the defensive end since he's came and came to Dallas." And uh, there's was just specific plays of, you know, the Gallinari like post up where he came up behind him and you know blocked yeah. you know, blocked the ball down. He had a a, a moment where he got switched off on Gortat like underneath the goal, and he like held his ground and contested his shot, and Gortat missed the shot. And, um, he, he was all over the court. He had, I mean, when you look at his, like he, when you do look at his box box score, he had two blocks, two skills, which he led the team in blocks with two, he had two steals. Um, he had five assists, three rebounds, and he only, he only had nine points, but he only shot the ball seven times. So, uh, DeAndre Jordan, Wes Matthews, Barnes, uh, JJ Barrett all shot it more than he did. So, uh, I I just love Dennis's game tonight. Tonight was one of my favorite games from Dennis. He just looked more composed. Um, and yeah, he yeah, he had three turnovers, but I I really liked Dennis's game tonight. And it really came down. And what a cool moment because this was his you know the tooth moment kind of defined the game. Uh, that was like kind yeah. of like that point of the game. And then it came down to that those last sequence of plays. And I love when he said uh, in the in the audio that y'all listened to. He said they thought they thought they had a mismatch. They thought that they had that mismatch with Tobias <laughs> Harris posting him yeah. up. And that was the play of the game, man. When Tobias like six eight, <laughs> Tobias is backing down Dennis. You're like, oh no, how do we get in this switch? And yeah. he goes up just for the shot post too. Yes, deep in the post. That <clears throat> a six three Dennis has to time that shot perfectly. Yeah uh to not only, you know he could jump out of the gym but you got to time that shot perfectly and comes up with the massive block and not just block but he came down with the ball gets fouled and then hits the free throws like it. oh that and you're just like what a moment like you're just so pumped and just like what a game that, that a heck of a game for dennis Smith jr
1: heck of a game from dennis Smith jr we'll also have to mention deandre jordan in this game, he looked motivated. He played help defense. that With 30 seconds left, DeAndre got that steal on Lou Williams. That was a massive play, too. And uh, he was playing some good help defense towards the end. Uh, I, even, I even wrote, with two minutes left, DJ helps on defense on Gallo and Harrell. And that was a big stop uh, with two minutes left. So we, we've mentioned, we've lamented DeAndre Jordan's help defense before. And he actually showed it in this game, and it was it was it was good. That that helps. It's, yeah, he had it's s- massive. It's huge difference for this team defensively.
2: He had some big plays towards the end, uh, end of the game. He had oh, that tip. Yeah, no, go ahead. Well, no, just the tip in. Yeah, um, like play, and then the steal on I forgot who it was, um, Lou, Williams. Lou Williams or somebody at the very end. You know the big plays for DeAndre.
1: Yeah, the Mavs had two two huge putbacks with a minute left. Barnes drove on on SGA and DJ got the putback afterwards cuz he was following him and then with 35 seconds left Dorian Finney-Smith had that putback too. Just big plays from a lot of different players. You love you love to see that from a, you know a team win like that.
2: Dorian's an incredible offensive rebounder. We've talked it's about amazing. this on the pod and like go look at some of his offensive rebounding stats. Like he he is um, yeah, he crashes the board like none other. And Rick even said after the game he said offensive boards like that is just that is pure just like grit and like hustle offensive boards. Like that's just you going after the ball and you wanting it more than anybody. And so yeah, super huge big time offensive boards. When you look at the box score it's super weird uh to see JJ Barea as a minus 4 when They won the game, and he had twenty four points, five (laughs) rebounds, and four assists. Um, But yeah, we—I just want to say JJ because you just can't praise him enough. The fact that there's still people out there that think he's not good at basketball uh, amazes me. He's having the fact that JJ uh, there's there could be a question in the a post game press conference of is this the best uh, career uh, or best year of JJ Barea's career? Again, we said that last Um, year
1: that it actually was the best year of his career. Now we might be saying it again.
2: It is absolutely incredible. Uh, we've also mentioned this a thousand times with pod, but like he will have his number in the rafters. I am fully certain of that. I wrote about it last year well, when if I he was keeps with getting 7. better
1: every single year. By the time he's forty, he'll be an MVP. So
2: <laughs> MVP. Um, so the only
1: we got we got a question from a from a listener that I wanted to mention on that on that note. Uh, Raul says love the podcast, but I want acknowledgement that Barnes and Berea are still our best players. Love Luca, but put some respect
2: on their names. Well, I feel like we respect Barnes and Berea. Like we, we give them a, a ton of praise, but I mean, Luca is the best overall player on the team. I mean, yeah, not, I still
1: know. think that Luca is the best player.
2: Yeah, but I um, I love Harrison Barnes. I, I thought going into the season and it still could come true that Harrison Barnes would lead the team in scoring. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and a lot of people were pushing for Dennis in that mark, eh. um, and then you know uh, some people were in the Lucas side, and um, yeah, I still thought Harrison Barnes would lead the team in scoring. But uh, the last thing I want to say about this game is uh, Patrick Bradley getting ejected. There's a uh, yeah. there's there's still stuff coming out about this. We're recording this um, late Sunday night, so there's still stuff coming out about what was uh, what was said to him uh, from Don Don Nommeler, Mavs super fan. <laughs> Uh, at all the games, like Nick knows him more than I do. Yeah.
1: So, so I, I met Don my first year covering the Mavericks, uh, through Michael Lark. And he is like the, he is the nicest guy I've ever met. He will just talk to you and he remembered my name and he just super nice guy, super interested in the maps. He gives away half of his tickets to his employees for this company that he runs. Uh, he runs his company and gives away half his tickets, uh, home game tickets to, um, people in his that work for him and stuff. Just super nice guys. Um, and I just, I would be very surprised if he said F your mother to Patrick Beverly, which is what Patrick Beverly claims that Don Knobler said to him. Um, Tim McMahon reported that he went and talked to Don, Don after the game. And Don said that he said your mother to Patrick Beverly. Okay. Maybe he embellished a little, a little bit. And, added the F in it and didn't want to say that to Tim McMahon. I don't know, but that's what was reported. That's what, you know, the rumors that are flying around. That's what we think so far. And uh, Patrick Beverly said he'd never been ejected before.
2: Yeah, I see that quote. I, I didn't know that. I, it seems like he, uh, he should have before. <laughs> <laughs> For a flag or two at least. <laughs> If JJ Barrett can get ejected by Scott Foster in that Lakers game, then uh, <laughs> he's, um, maybe
1: maybe Scott Foster never
2: left his game. So maybe he's but, avoided Scott but Foster. But
1: Patrick Beverly ends up getting ejected because he he tossed the ball over towards Don Noble. He didn't throw it. It's not like he you know reared back and baseball passed it to his face.
2: Yeah, yeah. but you can't do he that. He kind of
1: just did a little <laughs> chest pass towards him, and and Don. It funny the ball if Don his fired his little, back his little hand clappers in his hand and he caught it with the hand clappers.
2: If Don fired it back at him, I would have died. Oh, that
1: would have been hilarious.
2: <laughs> That'd have been
1: so funny. Um, another another listener question from Alex Schultz: Which face was better tonight, Luca's after Dennis Smith Jr.'s block, or Dennis Smith Jr. with ice in his veins, walking back after a tooth was elbowed out of his head?
2: Oh, uh, I think well, <coughs> Dennis was uh, was just like I mean, it looked like it came from a movie. I mean, it could be as nails, an
1: explosion going on behind him.
2: <laughs> yes, and then uh Luke... We should edit that. And then, uh, but Luca's was just hilarious. Like Lu- <laughs> Luca's face, like he he had like he he had to have seen it by now. But yeah, it was uh, it was hilarious. Uh, there, it's in memes, there's gifs and everything right now about it. So and, hilarious.
1: And uh, Bleacher Report posted a video on Instagram of Luca with his face and said, "What was Luca doing after that DSJ block?" And Luca liked it and he responded with the crying, laughing emoji face. So he got a kick out of himself too, which is funny. He's a, That's he's hilarious. a goofy guy, man.
2: Oh yeah. There are Dirk
1: similarities with him being, you know, goofy, but takes, you know, the game seriously, but you know, is able to laugh and joke <laughs> around
2: and I will, uh, he, his swagger, if you haven't, if, uh, i listen to the hoop collective pod every now and then yeah, yeah, and, uh, McMahon and uh, Brian Woodhorse and some of them uh, were talking about um, Lucas Swagger and stuff. And McMahon talks about Luca firing back at Rick Carlisle oh. uh, during a game, and it's uh, it it was on their last pod. So anyway, they're just talking about Lucas Swagger, and they talk a lot about the Luca and the Mavericks and stuff. So also one of Dennis Smith's quotes tonight about uh, looking good for the ladies. I thought that was uh, quite funny.
1: Yeah, he must be available
2: um the yes and the fact that some people are bringing back um uh, this quote and relating it back to uh, a previous tweet of his before the draft oh gosh uh, is circling twitter right now so um they, anyway. we, we
1: don't mention that quote anymore because of all the things that happened with the Mavericks and uh we used to use that as a, a catchphrase and we used to joke about that quote all the time um we were thinking about calling our fans this and we decided not to because of everything that happened with the Mavericks just didn't feel like it was appropriate. So that's why we don't ever mention that by the way, you know, we'll yes. still use it and talk about it, but we don't, we just made yes. a conscious decision not to do that. We used to have the, what did we, we used to have? The little tree. And yeah. Uh, yeah. We don't do that anymore. So,
2: um, but yeah, it was, Dennis was a joy to talk to after the game. This is a, a big game, big moments for him. Yeah, he didn't duck um, the media. Really just for the fans, I mean for the the crowd tonight was absolutely insane. Shout that that's my last shout out. Like the AAC, like y'all were if you're in the building, y'all are off the charts tonight. The chance, the everything, the I mean, it was just yeah. I mean you you can't go to something like that and be like, Man, we shouldn't push for the playoffs because this team has to like
1: Do it for I, Dirk.
2: I missed the playoffs so bad.
1: Do it for Dirk.
2: Do it for Dirk. Hashtag do it for Dirk. Hashtag do it for Dirk.
1: All right, guys. Shout out to the MFFLs. Shout out to the Raccoon Squad for another great month. Shout out to another great win. The Mavericks are in sole possession of eighth place right now in the Western Conference. They are sitting in a playoff spot. So Isaac said there's no reason why they shouldn't go for the playoffs. They are in it right now. Their next two games are a back-to-back on Tuesday and Wednesday. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Monday – Against the Blazers and the uh, Pelicans, I just tweeted this out a little while ago. The Blazers are three and seven in their last ten games, so they are they are hurting right now, and the Mavs can definitely take advantage. The Pelicans are two and five in their last seven games, and so they are kind of on a downward spiral too. These are massive games for the Mavericks. The uh, Blazers are in the seventh spot right now, and the Pelicans are right behind them. At five hundred at the ninth spot. So this is a massive
2: two games coming up that we will
1: we will be all over.
2: It's crazy because the Mavericks have played so well that there's and they've beaten some really good teams that there's really not a team anymore that you're like that's a loss. Like that's isn't that that's great? a crazy feeling that what isn't that great? That's a crazy feeling we haven't felt in like three years. I mean that literally like I mean we just beat the best team in the Western Conference in the Clippers however you view them. Well, three years Gold, ago they went
1: five hundred. so.
2: Yeah, well, okay. Like Golden State, Boston, like all this, like Utah about fifty. Like they've had some big wins this season, and there's a, there's just not a matchup that you go into it and you say, "Uh, the Mavericks are probably gonna lose tonight." That's not happening anymore. Like they 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 can hold their ground with anybody, and you're like, oh, this is gonna be a good game. <laughs> like this this is an awesome feeling to have as a Mavs fan after the past two years.
1: Definitely great win. We appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs.
2: Peace out. Boom.